strap on the boots and scrape up the knuckles. Oh, what a hit! He got jacked. This is the Big Red Ring. Presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Murray's going to score. Touchdown. Slammed to the ground by Buda Baker. Like a torpedo, he came flying into the backfield. <laughs> the Rage is brought to you by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Are you Santan Ford? State Farm. Talk to an agent today at 800-STATE-FARM. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. The Red Sea is rising up. Temperature rising, vision blurring, rage taking over. Here's Paul Calvisi. Get the popcorn ready. It's going to be a show. And Ron Wolfley. It doesn't get any better than that. Unleash the fury! And we come off the ball with a quote. Quoting that great American philosopher, J.J. Watt, from earlier today. Are you ready, Ron Wolfley? I'm ready, Bully. And I quote, you know an opportunity when you see it. And you have an opportunity to seize it. That was Watt on his decision to come to Arizona, looking at the roster, looking where the Cardinals were trending, then also referencing the 6-0 start and where this is all going. See opportunity, seize opportunity, in the words of J.J. Watt. Words to live by here on this Thursday night of the Big Red Rage. Paul Calvisi, Ron Wolfley, as we await the arrival, if you're ready to match his energy, Marcus Golden is on deck tonight. Yeah, the junkyard dog, Paulie, cannot wait to talk to him, of course. But what J.J. Watt just said right there also seems very applicable to this game when juxtaposed with the season. This is a great opportunity to seize an opportunity to win a game. This isn't just a mail-it-in game, Wolf. You're sure. Have you seen the Houston Texans lately? You just saw what the Cardinals did to the Browns, just like you should probably apologize to your old quarterback, Bernie Kosar, who you went to dinner with on Saturday night. With you, Paul. Maybe the Cardinals should apologize, all the Thursday night viewers right now, for what they did to the Browns and what's left of the Browns on national TV. (laughs) Because there's not much left of the Browns right now in prime time. When you were sitting there at the table at dinner the night before, you weren't talking all that smack with Eric Metcalf (laughs) sitting there at the table, Paul. Well, Eric Metcalf, uh, he does keep you honest. You know, sort of like, uh, sort of like a tight end down the seam. Sort of like Zach Ertz is going to keep defenses honest. Yeah, Eric Metcalf and the hat. The hat threw me. You know, he, he not many people can pull off that hat, but but Eric Metcalf did with a plum. No, there's and, no uh, doubt about it, Paulie. But honestly, that that game, how impressive were the Arizona Cardinals in that game against the Cleveland Browns? I, I mean, to come out there and to have a 37. 37- 14 victory where you pitch a shutout in the second half where Kyler Murray has four touchdown passes, no picks, third best passer rating of his career at 129. And for those who weren't actually on the field, the wind was fierce. For him to be that accurate and that effective to me was remarkable. To end up with almost twice as many rushing yards as the number one rushing attack in the NFL, I mean, Wolf, it checked almost every box. No, I really did, Paulie. And once again, it just reinforced the idea the Arizona Cardinals are solid, not only solid, but good, really good in all three phases. Special teams, defense, offense, it really doesn't matter. The Cardinals are a good football team in all three phases. And you know what, Paulie, if they continue to play with the consistency that we have seen, 
And you and I were talking about this with Bernie, as a matter of fact, over dinner, talking to him about this very thing. But you just don't see any letdown on the horizon. I I, I don't. I I look at where is their weakness? Their weakness might may be their rush defense. From time to time, they have a they've had a hard time actually stopping the run, stopping other teams from running the ball. That may be the only thing you could point to and say that is the weakness. Obviously, they've got to remain healthy. They can't have a rash of injuries, especially in the secondary. I would say the cornerback room in particular, you don't want to have that, but you could say that about any team, Paul. It's a deep team, not only on the roster, but on the coaching staff. And we saw that as well. By the way, all this happened minus the head coach and the play caller. Yeah. As Cliff Kingsbury was actually at home. And according to reports, didn't watch most of the game. He was already working on the game plan for this coming game against the Houston Texans. He tuned in at the very end because he was keeping track of the score on his phone. And then he was able to uh, FaceTime in with Michael Bidwell, Steve Kime, Vance Joseph and company in the locker room. And, and, and all the while... I mean, it was a collective effort in the coaching. At one point, Wolf, I saw seven or eight assistant coaches across the white stripe, and everybody was doing yeah. something, signaling something, talking to someone, calling plays. Spencer Whipple, the assistant receivers coach, in conjunction with Sean Kugler, all laid out by Cliff Kingsbury. And uh, here you go. Here's Kyler talking about Spencer Whipple and just the process of calling the plays. You know, it was seamless. It was real seamless. Uh, super uh, happy for him and proud of him, you know, the way he handled himself Sunday. Call a great plays. I got all the confidence in the world in him to call his plays. And I mean, I know the guys do too. They've been around him. The receivers been around him. Um, and I, I think you know, just him stepping up in that in that situation was it was huge, big time. And the guys were definitely uh, they were very, very happy for him after the game. He had the self-deprecating humor with the uh, media this week saying before he could call the plays, he had to figure out where the call button was on the belt, right, <laughs> on the contraption. He said they were going over on the early bus. It started raining. He realized, oh, no, my play sheet isn't laminated. They had to figure that out at the stadium. Oh, so there's a lot awesome. of good little anecdotes in this one. Yeah, no doubt about it, Paulie. Um, honestly, though, the best anecdote is the fact the Arizona Cardinals came away with an impressive win over the Cleveland Browns. And, Paul, I... I I don't want to say this, and I feel stupid saying it. I'm embarrassed actually saying it, Paul. Here we go. But I'm going to say something dramatic to you right here. Leadership inside that locker room won a football game for the Arizona Cardinals. Now, wait a minute, Wolf. In my analytics, I don't see a column for leadership. That's right, Paul, and you're not going to see it in your analytics, okay? Leadership won a football game, and a gross simplification of the truth, leadership won a game for the Arizona Cardinals. And when I say that, Pauly, think of what happened the last 48 hours leading up to that game, right? Think about what happened to the Arizona Cardinals. How many guys can you see suddenly go down, like you said, their head coach, their play caller, right? Their starting center. Now, they knew that pretty much all week long that Rodney Hudson was behind the eight ball in order to play, but... They had a starting D lineman go down the morning of the game and Corey Peters testing positive. It wasn't just what happened. It was what was going to happen next. Exactly right, Paulie. And I honestly think no offense to anybody else. No offense to the coaching staff whatsoever. No offense to Vance Joseph. No offense to Sean Coogler. No offense to Spencer Whipple or anybody else that contributed during the, the game. But that was a game that was decided 
before they even stepped onto the field, in my opinion. Mm. That game was already won with the leadership they had inside that locker room to say, hey, listen, there are no excuses here. There are no excuses. Don't make an excuse as to why we're going to lose this game. Do not do it. As a matter of fact, double down right now. Go out there and ball out. That was that was the message inside that locker room. The leadership pulled that team together and refused to let them point to a reason or have an excuse as to why they lost that game. As Kyler said after the game, Wolf, quote, I think we were even more excited because the odds seem stacked against us. Yes! They feed off that. They yes. feed off that challenge. If they feel like they're getting dissed, they really respond, whether it's at Tennessee, whether it's at the Rams, whether it's this situation, J.J. Watt stalking the sideline before the game the man was seething, and then you heard him NFL films, and they caught him on the sideline towards the end of the game saying, you know what, maybe we're just better. Yeah. It doesn't seem like people are ready to give us our due and our credit. Maybe we are just better, and now he gets his old team in the Texans, and J.J. Watt earlier today was asked about that. It'll be different. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, when I turn on the film this week and I watch the games and you're looking at NRG Stadium, I'm, I've, for 10 years I've looked at that film and it's, I've been watching the team in blue and white. And now I'm watching it from the other perspective and I'm studying those guys. So it's, it is. It's, it's definitely different. But I don't think I'm going to forget which guy I'm supposed to tackle. <laughs> if that's what you're asking. So that that was was great, pretty, right? That's good stuff right there. So, look, maybe the challenge this week is just to maintain your focus against a team that has lost five in a row, but at least J.J. Watt and D-Hop going against their former team and that former organization of theirs, right? Uh, hopefully everybody delivers one, and the focus is there in honor of at least their two teammates. Well, Paulie, based on what I've seen this year, I mean, do you expect to see a letdown? Do you expect to see a letdown against the Texans? No. I, I don't, Paul. I, I don't. We saw a little bit, a little bit against Jacksonville, a little bit, but turned uh, it on late. They did, and so we'll see. I mean, you got a team that is just so overmatched in the Houston Texans, yes. and yet another rookie quarterback. This will be the third rookie quarterback they have faced. Although, look, Trey Lance Ball, did he not? Yes. And and we saw a game earlier this year it was against the Patriots. Davis Mills had three touchdown passes and no picks. Now, he's had other games where he's been abysmal and he threw four interceptions in a single game. He's been the epitome of a rookie quarterback. But, no, I do expect a Cardinals team. Look, if you can get a big lead and get the starters out sometime in the third quarter, that's going to be all the better for Thursday Night Football, is it not? By the way, episode four of Cardinals Folktales entitled Drafting Jake, available on the Cardinals YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash azcardinals. A look at the 97 draft and legendary ASU quarterback Jake Plummer coming to the Cardinals. Marcus Golden is next. What a game he had in Cleveland. Can't wait to talk to the junkyard dog on the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford. Mayfield on the gun, takes the shotgun snap, drops back to throw, steps up, gets hit by Golden, escapes, and now moves around the pocket, rolls left, and hit from behind, fumbles the ball. It's loose at the 19-yard line, and the Cardinals fall on it. Marcus Golden stayed after it, forced the fumble. Dogby recovers it inside the Cleveland 20. The junkyard dog, Marcus Golden. Mayfield under center, takes the quick snap. Five-step drop, gets hit by Marcus Golden and sacked. Man, he smoked it. Back at the 25-yard line, second sack today for Golden. You guys saw it. You guys called it right there on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. Ron Wolfley, Dave Pash, we're talking about Marcus Golden and man. 
Did he have his name called a lot during the broadcast? See, that's what happens, Ron Wolfley, when you end up with two sacks, two quarterback hits, a tackle for loss, a key force fumble, five tackles on 43 snaps as the offense (laughs) dominated time of possession, 35-25 pretty much. And so, you know what? Always a pleasure here on the Big Red Rage to welcome in the junkyard dog, Marcus Golden. Marcus, how are we doing this evening? Hey, what's up, man? Thanks for thanks for having me. You know, it's always good to talk to you guys, man. I'm doing good this, tonight. Absolutely love it, Junk. Really appreciate you coming on. Let me let me ask you this: How do you feel this point of the season right now? You've played six games. It's getting in that halfway point of the season. So, how do you feel right now? Oh man, I feel great. I feel real great. Of course, we we six and zero right now, and. Uh, we still going, so I feel good. I feel healthy, man, and I'm just motivated to get out there and keep trying to help the team win, man, so I'm excited. Seems like this whole team is motivated. Would you agree with that? Yes, yes, I would, man, since since the beginning of uh, camp, man, because, you know, you get to really see whenever whenever everyone steps into camp, and uh, I can feel that energy. Everybody motivated to get out there and do whatever we got to do to have a great year. And so far, man, it's looking like it's paying off. Just want to keep it going. So, Junk, what about your season right now, personally? I'm not talking about the defense overall. I'm talking about you and how you're playing. How does this compare to other years? Oh, um, it, it, it's just uh, I say I just I went into the with the same mindset, man. Just working hard every day, making sure I'm grinding and doing everything I can do to help the team. And uh, of course, I want to make plays and do and uh, make plays and just do whatever, really, man, just do whatever I got to do to make the team. And that's what's been paying off for me, staying focused and getting out there to play to win. So it feels good. I feel like it's paying off so far. But, of course, at the end of the day, you got to work every day and keep it going. So when I read you this stat that Marcus Golden and T.J. Watt are the only NFL players with at least four sacks and three forced fumbles through six games, how gratifying is that? Oh man, that's just right now. You, I, I got to keep going. I got to keep going. Of course, you uh, you excited whenever it's paying off, the hard work paying off. But at the same time, I got to keep going, and I'm motivated. That motivates me to keep keep going out there and balling. And that's what I'm gonna do. Just keep staying locked in, man. But it's motivating for sure. Yeah, you know what? It does not surprise me to hear you talk like that whatsoever, dog. Yeah. Not at all. Knowing you, talk a little bit about this defense right now and how you guys have played through six weeks because right now you're tied as the number two scoring defense in the National Football League, giving up 18.2 points a game. Yeah. we. St- I, of course, first we got to give it to the coaches, man. Our coaches have been pushing us since camp and uh, even before camp, man. Just pushing us hard every day and uh, making sure we learn everything, everything from um, from big plays to the stuff down to the small things that you need to do. So you got to give credit to VJ. He out there every day working hard and after that, we got a lot of guys, like you said, that's motivated and, um, and just and just grinding. And that's what I give it to. We got playmakers, of course, and, and great leaders, a lot of leadership on the team. So, And a lot of young guys that's following, too, and getting out there and balling, too. So when you got a lot of stuff like that, I feel like that's going to bring a defense together for sure. Marcus Golden is our guest here on the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. It's all about you, Marcus Golden. In fact... You were a topic of conversation. Wolf and myself hosting Cardinals game plan. Typically, it's with Cliff Kingsbury. This week with Vance Joseph. And he talked about number 44. And the discussion was just everything you do that doesn't show up in the box score. He is a junkyard dog, but um, he does dirty work for us. You know, running game-wise, hustle-wise. I mean, he's he's an attitude player. 
I mean, every day he's the same guy. You know, if he's not feeling well, he's hurt. He's he's feeling good. He's the same guy every day. He's a he's a fire starter for us. So we can see in the box score, guys like me, Marcus. All right, I can read off those stats. Okay, that's great, and and, and I get it. And, and you know, everyone should be proud of those stats. But the dirty work. Not everyone brings that. How do you define that when he says dirty work? Uh, like you said, man. Uh, hustle plays, going hard every play, and landing on the line every play, no matter what. And um. You know, and uh, setting the edge and getting dirty in the ring game, taking on chop blocks and uh, taking on slashers and all that full speed. So, of course, that's me, man. I, like I said, I play the game to win. And when I feel like uh, if I'm on the field, I got to play that hard. So that's, that's just going to always be me no matter what. Do you feel like, Marcus, you are off to the best start of your career? Does this feel Does this feel anywhere close to being the best you have played through six games? No, not, I wouldn't say really because I didn't, I didn't have some years where I felt good and, and everything. But, of course, anytime you're having a winning season, man, and, and you're making plays and, and being a part of, of getting out there and helping the team win, of course you're going to feel good. But, I don't know, I always look at it at the end of the year. So, I'll be able to judge it when the season over. Right now, I'm going to stay locked in and man, doing my job and trying to get out there and make plays and, of course, help the team win. man. But, at the end of the year, I'll be able to really answer that question. Well, I'm looking at your career right here and some of the stats, what Wolf refers to, 2016 year two, right, with the Cardinals. You had the 12-and-a-half sack season, 16 tackles for loss. Then your your first year with the Giants, 2020, you had 10 sacks, 27 quarterback hits, career-high 72 tackles. How was this scheme, though, and what Vance Joseph is running? You mentioned Vance earlier. How is that a little different? How would you – if teams are looking at the Cardinals' defense on film, like Houston this week, what do you think they see, both in terms of scheme and attitude? Uh, of course, man. First, you're going to see a bunch of guys out there flying around, playing hard, and uh, knowing what they got to do, discipline and knowing their job and uh, being in the gap they're supposed to be in in the run game. And that's the type of defense I love playing in because that, that allows you to get out there and play free and not really have to think too much, man. Not, not really have to think too much as far as the plays we're going to call. You know exactly where you're supposed to be in the job you're supposed to do. So, whenever for me, exactly, for me, I'm just able to get out there and play fast whenever I'm playing in a scheme like that, and that's why I give – uh, BJ, a lot of credit. So, Marcus, just watching that game against the Cleveland Browns, knowing what you guys were going through the last 48 hours leading up to that game, where suddenly your head coach, he's got COVID, the play caller, you got Chandler Jones, your best pass rusher on the team, he's missing games, you Rodney Hudson, he's out, you got guys Zach dropping, Allen. Zach Allen, yeah. Corey Peters, you got guys dropping like flies all of a sudden. Man, I, I felt like leadership was something that won a game for the Arizona Cardinals against the Browns because you guys didn't let any of that affect you or affect how you played. Would you agree with that statement? Yes, yes, I agree with you all the way on that, Wolf, because uh, we had to have a lot of leadership that week. And uh, it's, it's, it's like it's okay when you lose, you, you lose a player, man, you can be like, okay, yeah, we lost a few players, but – when you lose a head coach, man, especially a head coach that's involved with everything like Cliff is, man, he's a great coach. So um, when you you lose him, it was a weird week, and um, everybody was locked in, though. Everybody was locked in and came together, and like you said, leaders stepped up, and guys followed, man, even the young guys. We got a, young, a lot of young guys that lead, too, so mm-hmm. you got to get a whole team credit, man, and everybody stayed together and made it happen. But that that, that had a lot of leadership did take place that week. You know, Kyler mentioned that after the game, he said it seemed like we were even more excited because the odds were stacked against us. Does this feed, this team feed off a challenge? Have we seen it in Tennessee and at the Rams and, and maybe now just at Cleveland? 
Yes, yes, of course, man. That's that's the NFL in general, man. You you want the challenges. You want the best teams, of course. You want to go against no, – no matter what the situation, you don't want to never make excuses. And uh, so, I, I, of course, I say this is a team that likes challenges, man, but at the same time, you know, we're going to come out and work hard no matter what, no matter what the situation is for sure. Can you talk about some of the young guys and what you're seeing with some of the young guys? Isaiah Simmons in particular to me, Marcus, I'm fascinated with this kid. He's long. He's incredibly athletic, yet he is not afraid to stick his face into the fire when I watch him play. He will lower the plow and hit the gas here. Talk a little bit about what you're seeing from Isaiah Simmons and his development and even Zayvon Collins. Oh, yeah, man. A lot of what you just said, man, is all true. He come in every day. He's working hard. He's getting smarter with the defense. He's able to tell me what's going on a lot of times. So I give him a lot of credit because he brings it every day. And he and on the field, it's paying off for him. He's always going for the ball, man. He's one of the really one of the best players, young players I've seen man, in a long time. So I give him credit for because it's all work paying off this season. And uh, Zayvon, too. Zayvon, he's been getting way better every week, man. Each week he's learning the system more. He's bringing it every day, working no matter what. And, I'll just give them guys credit, man, because they're two young guys that don't make excuses, man. They come in and work every day. So I, I expect things to keep getting better for those guys because they bring it every day for sure. You know, Isaiah said a couple of weeks ago he pulled Zavin aside, the first-round pick of the Arizona Cardinals, and he just told him, look, you've already played more than I played all of last year, you know, to begin the year. So hang in there. There's a lot to learn, especially as a Mike linebacker. Have you had any words with Zavin Collins, the first-round rookie, along the way here? Yes, man, of course. Of course I do. I uh he he's pretty motivated, man. He, he never down too much. He always even when he make mistakes, man, he always out there trying to fix it no matter what he's taking every day serious. So it ain't too much you gotta say to him because he makes sure you keep yourself up. But I just tell him to keep working hard, man, and, and just stay stay motivated no matter what and everything gonna play out how it's supposed to him. And I feel like each 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 game he's getting better and better and, and his hard work paying up. You know, I feel like Marcus, you guys are using a lot of different personnel groups on defense. Is, is that true? Is that the case? Yes, yes, of course, of course it is. I mean, you, it's a lot of different things that offensive teams do in the NFL. You know that from just running to different players that are subbing in and now different type of players. So, uh, of course, we yeah. we feel like we got a lot of players. So we're able to sub guys in and out and, and have different schemes to prepare for the offense and that we're going against them. It's, That's a good thing about our defense, too. Yeah, no, I, I love that, Marcus. I really do. I, I've i seen a four down. Yeah. I've seen you go four down. I, I've seen a three down, a three-four defense. I've seen a four-four defense out on the field. Four down and four linebackers. I mean, this is uh, you guys are not only going out and executing, but man, you guys are kind of tough to scheme against as well, aren't you? Yes, yeah, but of course, like exactly everything you just said, boys. Having having different 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 lineups, but at the same time, we got a lot of different players. Man, it's a lot a lot of playmakers. Even uh, Dennis, I give Dennis a lot of credit. Man, he's able to come in and 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 do a lot of stuff on third down. So I guess a lot of different players that we got out there that's able to get on the field, and, and it's no fall off. It's guys coming right in and making plays no matter who on the field. And that's that's what I feel like really able to build build great defenses, and that's what we got. 
Look, Wolf mentioned it. This team is top five in scoring defense and scoring offense, and your number two in turnover ratio, plus eight. I mean, that's all winning football, and Vance Joseph was asked about that. Plus eight in the turnover margin. Yeah. It's the culture that we've set. You know, we have a, we have a CPR period every single day. You know, it's, it's, it's club punch rip, and offensively and defensively, everybody goes through it. You know, so our ball security is tested every day, and our takeaway ability is tested every day. And I'm telling you the boys have bought into it you know cliff has bought into it and it's worked if you can stop the run and take the football away and not give it away that's that's good nfl football that was from our conversation after the game in cleveland after the cardinals had the pick they had two forced fumbles you had one of those so that's something you guys drill in practice oh yeah for sure all the time man um we always, we like you said, we got the takeaway period where, where we always drilling something about taking the ball and the offensive guys, they protecting the ball. And even the defensive guys, we get out there and we got to go a period to where we got the ball in our hand and we got to protect it too. So it's, it's good for sure for both sides, man. And I feel like it's been paying off. We got Coach Fitz, he's out there. He's out there making sure everybody getting the ball and, and getting into the drill. So I, And every day we're going over it in the meeting room. So it's, it's, it's big, man. It's big. So And that's why I feel like it's really paying off. Yeah, that's Coach Fitzsimmons, the assistant special teams coach, who uh, has been a big proponent of that CPR club punch rip, Wolf. Okay, club punch rip is uh, what they're doing out there. That's that's yeah. not Coach Fitz, Larry Fitzgerald. That's Coach Fitzsimmons, yeah. just in case anybody wondered <laughs> yeah. if Larry was back on the field in a coaching yeah, coach capacity. Fitzsimmons. Coach Fitzsimmons, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, so, for me, Paul, he was just make the tackle. Just get the guy down. I was, I was a horrible tackler. I tried to block people to the ground. Well, I'll tell you what, that scene in Cleveland was something else. Uh, there was loud music blaring from the locker room after the game. At one point, a chant of undefeated broke out. The Cardinals are 6-0. and We're going to continue to talk to Marcus Golden all about it. What's the deal with fourth down? Why are so many teams going for it? Hey, choose the seat options that best fit your needs. Go to azcardinals.com slash tickets for more info. That's azcardinals.com slash tickets. More with Marcus Golden on the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Fourth and four for the Browns at the Cardinal 14. Two receivers to the right. Now a third coming in motion left to right. Mayfield on the gun, takes the snap. Blitz coming. Mayfield pumps, gets hit, and sacked. Back at the 25-yard line by Jordan Hicks. And the Cardinals take over on downs. That was filthy by the Cardinals. Vance Joseph dialed it up right there. Defensive coordinator for the Arizona Cardinals. Cover zero. Man across the board. Send everybody. Huns over the wall. And Vance Joseph had warned the Browns, did he not, Ron Wolfley, in his press conference a couple days earlier before that game day Sunday. He said, if they want to bring it, I have more calls on my play sheet than they have at their disposal, and I'm going to be ultra-aggressive, and I'm going to get to them before they can get the ball off. And that's exactly what happened on fourth and four in the red zone when Jordan Hicks and company just buried Baker Mayfield. You're saying he called his shot, Paul? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Yes. What is going on, though? Thank goodness we have Marcus Golden, Cardinals defender extraordinaire, on this edition of the Big Red Rage, brought to you by Santan Ford and Gilbert. So 10 times in the last three games, the opponent has gone for it, and they have failed eight times. They're, they're only two for 10 on fourth down against this defense. I mean, what do you attribute all this to, Marcus? Why the frequency and the volume and then the success? Break it down for us. One, I, that's crazy. Like you said, that, that's a lot of times, man, especially this early in the season, to have all those fourth downs and be able to have success on them. But that, that's a lot of fourth downs for sure. And uh, 
like you said, man, I have to give credit to, of course, to VJ. VJ, he, he called his shot, like you said, and uh, we was able to get out there and, and stop it. And um, after that, you got a lot of guys that got attitude. Anytime you got guys trying to go get, go go for it on fourth down against you, man, you got to have that that attitude and get out there and be a dog and stop it. And uh, we got a lot of guys like that, and uh, it's showing. It's showing a lot right now. You know what, Marcus? I think a lot of it, too, has got to do with your offense. The fact that your offense is operating at such a, a high level right now. I think head coaches go into the game thinking to themselves, you know what, hey, listen, we're going to take some chances here because we need to take some chances if, in fact, we want to keep up with this Arizona Cardinals offense scoring. I think that's one of the reasons why you guys are seeing so many fourth downs. Yes, yes. I didn't even think about that. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, too. I agree with you all the way on that one, man, because uh, the offense, they really getting out there and putting up a lot of points, moving the ball down the, down the field fast. Kyler, man, he's, he's amazing to watch, man. I'm glad to have him as my quarterback. But, yeah, I agree with you. A lot of it does have a lot, of, lot to do with the offense. Yeah, it makes sense, right, Kyler? Four touchdown passes and the Cardinals ran for a buck 44. So you want to keep that offense and Kyler off the field. But that point you made where it gets guys amped up when, okay, wait a minute, they're keeping the offense on the field. They're going for it here on fourth down. Uh, after the game, we asked Robert Alford about that. We're just working our tail off at practice, man. When, when, when we feel like teams is going for that on fourth down, we feel disrespected, and that, and that makes us um, grit up e- even more. And um, the day show, man, hey, stop going for it on fourth down up on us because we're going to bring our, our big boy pads and, and whatever we need to do to win that down. <laughs> that was Robert Alford after the game in, in the locker room. What do you think? You think mm-hmm. that continues? I mean, is that sort of also the state of the NFL 2021 and the analytics and teams going for it, or do you think maybe you've shown teams, no, 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 you don't want to do that anymore? Oh, yeah, I, I agree. Maybe teams are getting out here and wanting to win more and wanting to really get out there and get our offense four downs to try to get the first down. So you never know with that, but uh, I, I agree with Rock, man. Uh, like Alpha said, man, we're ready for it. We, we feel disrespected if you're going to come out there and try to keep going for four downs. and We're going to keep being ready for it, but at the same time, man, no matter what, if, if a team come out there and try to get it on four down, I feel like if you can stop a team on four down, that helps helps your team for sure as far as winning. Marcus, talk to us a little bit in terms of what you're seeing from Kyler Murray and his maturation and his development as a franchise quarterback. What are you seeing from this young guy? Oh, man, man. First, I have to say uh, leadership. Man. He's a great, great young leader. He's um, bringing it every day, man. He's leading the guys on offense and defense, so that's that's one thing that stands out for sure. And uh, he's always been a great player, especially since I've been able to get here and play with him and see him up close. He works hard every day and brings it every day no matter what. But he's out there, I man. He's out there pushing the guys every day, and we go against the ones and go against them every day too. So we get to really get to work in against each other. So that's why I give him, man. He's a, he's a great young leader. And, of course, man, he's, he's got a bright future for sure. So you give him the receivers, you give him all these receiving threats, and now with the enhanced run game chase and James Conner, the power run game, it's it's interesting. There's an, you know his running game, his rushing yards, Marcus, are way down from a year ago, but the Cardinals in all, as an offense seem more potent. Do you think they're more balanced, and is that more of a problem for defenses? Uh, of course, any time. You got a bunch of weapons, like you said. You just named a lot, a lot, a lot of great players, man. That's out there helping them in and helping the offense move the ball down the field. So anytime you got a lot of weapons like that, you got to use them, man. And I feel like it's a, it's a team effort, guys, over there. But at the end of the day, ain't nothing like having a, a franchise quarterback. And I feel like that's what Kyler is. And he's um, 
he's proving it out there. And that's why I feel like everything's clicking because of him. But, of course, you got a lot of the guys out there and a lot of great receivers out there too, men as well. So I say it's, it's a team effort, but Kyler, man, he's leading the way for sure. Okay, so so wait a minute now. Um, let's see. The New York Giants, 2019-2020. Uh, Zach Ertz comes walking into your locker room. Um, I, I'm sure you've gone against Zach Ertz quite a few times, correct? Yes, yes, I have. Man. That's a, that was one of the first things me and him said when we seen each other, man. <laughs> it, it's good to be on, on each other's team and not to be banging heads against each other because, man, I went up against him a couple times while I was in New York, and he's a great player, man. I'm glad to have him. Can you give us a bit of a scouting report on Zach Ertz, Marcus? Oh, for sure, man. Yes, of course. That's from playing him, man. I know for sure he's a dog out there. He's going to bring it every play no matter what. I just remember having to go up against him as far as him blocking me, man. He was – Scrappy out there, man, and uh, played into the whistle. That's one thing for sure. But real athletic, of course, you see what he can do in the um, passing game as well. So, man, I'm excited. Like I said, it's, it's a big-time player we get to add to our, to our team for sure. How did he look in practice this week? He, he said he didn't have any mental errors. He's already into the playbook. How did he look? Oh, he looked good. Like I said, like we, we go against the Warrens, man. We went against him in the period, man, and he looked good. He's moving fast and um, catching passes out there. So he's out there on the ground. He's been in the league for a while, so – I feel like no matter what, man, when you've been in the league and been playing football, it's just in a different place. So so I feel like he'll be able to pick it up pretty quick. You know, Wolf mentioned the Giants, right? And a year ago, you could trade it back to the Cardinals. You went against your former team. Obviously, J.J. Watt, D. Hopper facing that dynamic, going against the Houston Texans. What's that like? You just went through it. What is that like for a player? Oh, man, it, it depends on the situation, man. It depends on how you feel about the situation or how you guys separated him in. Both of mine wasn't too bad. When I left the Giants, they traded me back to the Cardinals, so I was pretty happy. But you had that you had that hidden motivation, of course, man, that you want to get out there and beat those guys because you've been, you've been working with a lot of them guys that you're about to play against. You've been working with them all, a lot, and you want to get out there and beat them, man. You want to be able to say, man, I beat my old team, man. That was something I was able to do. When I was in New York the first year, the Cardinals beat me, man, so I've been on both ends of it. But, of course, it feels a lot better when you beat your old team for sure. What about David Johnson? Um, you know, you know, David, what a affable guy he is. He's so likable. One of uh, my favorite Cardinals of all time, David Johnson, his demeanor. You know how he plays as well. How does David Johnson look to you on tape? Oh, yeah, David Johnson, man, of course, man. Number love for David, man. We got drafted together, of course, but he looked good. He looked good on tape. He's more of a, a receiving threat and He's always been there, man. You know, he, he can get out of the backfield and catch the ball and make a lot of big plays downfield. But he's, he looked good. He looked hungry, man. And I bet he's motivated to get out there and play against us as well. Speaking of the run game, how good is it to be a defense and you watch your offense close it out? Like when they went 11 plays, 93 yards, seven-plus minutes, and they keep you guys on the sideline because James Conner and company, they're just feeding it to the Browns. How cool is that? Oh, man, that, that, was, that was so cool, especially in a game like that. We knew that game was going to be a dog fight, that's what we said from the beginning, because they had a nice running game. So for us to be able to watch our guys finish up, finish it off, running down, running down field, that felt good for sure, man. And, uh, and of course, like I said, it was a dog fight. So us to finish it off and be able to watch them was exciting. Hey, Marcus, you know what, man? Really love watching you play. That's not going to be a surprise. I've talked to you many, many times over the years, but you play the game it's the way that it should be played. God bless you, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate you. Thanks, Marcus. Thanks a lot. Always good talking to you guys. 
All right, there you go. Marcus Golden. Can't wait till Sunday and see that Cardinals defense again. We'll wrap up this edition of the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Run play to the left for Connor. To the 45, drags defenders down to the 42. Gain of nine for James Connor off the left side. David, do you hear that muffled beat right now? That is the telltale heart of the Cleveland Browns. And it's beating faintly. Shotgun snap to Murray. Give to Connor again off left side. He's got a crease at the 30, down to the 25, and tackled at the 24. 15 carries, 16 yards. And they're pulling the hearts out of the Cleveland Browns now. Inside seven minutes to go, leading 30 to 14. It's a run play up the middle, inside the 20. And Connor keeps the feet moving, and he gets a first down inside the 15 to the 14. They cannot tackle James Conner. Maybe they don't want to. Oh, my goodness. James Conner. He's running the ball like he's Judge Dredd out here, David. Certainly ruled and found the Cleveland Browns to be guilty. (laughs) He's hammering them. Hashtag pound game. That's the old line likes to call it. James Conner, he ain't going down on first contact now. That's You saw it on that drive. In the fourth quarter, took up basically half of the fourth quarter. It went 11 plays, 93 yards, 718 off the clock. James Conner runs of 916, seven yards included in that. As the Cardinals close it out, a dominant win in Cleveland, 37-14. If not for the Hail Mary, it would have been even worse for the Cleveland Browns as we wrap up this edition of the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. We are Santan Ford, Paul Calvisi, Ron Wolfley, and Wolf, if People are wondering the difference between this year's Cardinals and last year's Cardinals. Man, don't you have to start start right there? Just yeah. the physical run game now at their disposal. Paulie, that is a great observation, honestly. Um, yes, to answer your question, that's where you've got to start right there. Um, the Arizona Cardinals right in the middle of the pack in rushing yards per play, Paulie. Right in the middle, number 16 okay. in the National Football League in, rush, in terms of rushing yards per play. But number 6 in rushing yards per game. Hmm. That tells me, Paul, even though they're not experiencing great success when they run the ball, they're running the ball more often. And it's not Kyler Murray that is running the ball. Kyler Murray will run the ball, there's no doubt. When it's a necessity, when he has to do it, he will run the ball. They do call maybe twice early in a in a football game, twice, they'll call a quarterback draw or a zone read and let the other team know, oh, we're going to run him. You don't think we're going to run Kyler Murray? You you better believe we're going to run him. And now the rest of the game, the defense is thinking about Kyler Murray and the possibility of Kyler Murray being called on a running play. But it really isn't that. That's not what they're doing. The Cardinals are running the football once again and committing to running the ball. You know, I did this uh, interview in Cleveland leading up to the game, and the guy called it an air raid offense, and I had to correct him. I, I just, I had to correct him. I said, Please. six times under Cliff Kingsbury in two seasons and change, they've run for 200 yards or more. And the Cardinals just went to Cleveland against the number one ranked rushing attack, and they basically doubled their rushing yards. Yes. And to your point, 37 carries. And it's not Kyla Murray, unlike last year when he was more than one-third of all the rushing yards. That's not the case this year. Darren Urban has a great piece on it at easycardinals.com, breaking down those numbers and the percentages. You know, the addition 
of James Conner. And I'll tell you this much, Wolf, and you know this from your playing days, when you have a running back who's just feeding it to the defense, it it stokes it stokes the Cardinals' defense. These guys come off the bench, and they're watching the Jumbotron, and they're pumping their fists. And we asked James Conner about it after the game, just the mentality on that game-sealing drive. It's time to muscle up. You know, we know our roles. And, you know, I, I, I'm getting on my old line. I'm telling them it's time to play bully ball. Um, you know, I'm just making sure I'm putting the ball in the right place and, and running hard and protecting it and, uh, you know, getting time off that clock. So that's just the mentality. You know, I've, that's that's why I'm here. So when this all started, Wolf, what we hear? Pretty boy football? Yeah. <laughs> that's now morphed into bully ball, according to James Conner. You know what's beautiful about it is, too, uh, Paulie, when you go back and, and you watch the tape, just watch the way James Conner is finishing runs. Mm. Watch the way he's finishing it, Paul. Oh, my goodness. What a what a beautiful thing it is to see that last possession where they did go 93 yards. Now, I know it wasn't the last, but I'm talking about 93 yards for a touchdown to make it 37-14. That, to me, was a thing of beauty. I said it on the air at the time. I'll say it again, pass the Kleenex. And it was because of how James Conner was finishing runs by dipping and ripping and punishing those that would be that would try to tackle him, and, and it's no surprise the old linemen love that. Oh yeah, there was, and I'm not going to name names here, okay? But there was a certain running back that you might see on Sunday, and there was a change of running back, and the Cardinals' old lineman said, "You know what? The new guy that's in there uh, doesn't go down on first contact." That's one of the first things they cited, yes. and so. They, they, the old linemen love that. Makes them look good. Brings up the rushing averages, obviously. They don't have to hold their blocks as long, right, when he's breaking some of these arm tackles. So there doesn't have to be you know, a lane to run through that you could get a truck through, okay? He can take a little, a little bit of daylight and turn it yeah. into a run to the second level. That, to me, from what I see from field level, I mean, that's what James Conner is doing. I'm glad you brought this up about this weekend and the Texans' defense right now. Honestly, this is the one area they struggled. They're number 31 in rushing yards per game allowed, and they're number 28 in rushing yards per play allowed, Polly. And if you watch the tape, it's even worse. I'm just telling you right now, it's even worse. So having said that, this is a game where I think the Arizona Cardinals seriously need to focus on the fact that they are better than the Texans. I, and I, I hate to say this, Paul. You know me. You've got to. Re- this is the National Football League. You've got to respect your opponent always. But yet, Paul, the fact remains: when you watch the tape, the Arizona Cardinals are better than the Texans. They they have a rookie quarterback. They've lost five straight just this week. They've been trading and releasing veterans, going with the youth movement. So you go out there, and, and you know maybe you're going to run the ball. You're going to work the clock. You're going to protect your quarterback, get guys out in the third quarter, get them ready for Thursday night football. And once again, the punctuation at the end might be James Conner. Here's Sean Kugler, the O-line coach and run game coordinator, on having a big power back like James Conner at the end of a game. He's a guy at the end of the game. You want the ball in his hands because he's violent and he's a finisher. And uh, when, when teams are tired, uh, that's a big guy to be tackling at the end of the game. So uh, he's been outstanding in backed up situations. So we've been backed up a few times this year. He's gotten us off the goal line. He's been great in short yardage situation. He's been converting goal line situations. So to have a back like that that you can count on knowing that he's going to get the yard, uh, that's a special feeling. 
And then you pair him up with a Chase Edmonds who had the big chunk run, 40 yards. So yeah. you have that one-two combo. And then to your point, Wolf, about a Texans defense coming off a 31-3 loss to the Colts where Jonathan Taylor, the Colts running back, had a 145-yard game, including an 83-yard run in that one. Yeah, Paulie, once again, this is what I think they got to do. They got to do the chunk, Paul. Have you ever read the, the Art of War with Sun Tzu? Have you ever read it, Paul? Is it an audio book? Can Just I get the audio book? Read it, will you please? Sun Tzu, The Art of War. When you are superior to your opponent, you use the base, the chung. When you are inferior, you use the extraordinary, Paul. You use the chi. The Arizona Cardinals, they're just better than the Texans are. They're just better than the Texans. And because of that, they've got to use the chung. They've got to use the base. Paul, if they line up the Cardinals and run the football at the box and do it the way they have been, and they protect the ball, this is going to get lopsided. I believe this game is going to get lopsided if they're able to do those two things. You say, Chung, I'm going to use the word fun. Have you noticed, Wolf, how many of the players just on their own have been using the word fun? Hey, this team is having fun. We're, A.J. Green said it today. He said, you know what? Game days are fun. Practice is fun with this team. J.J. Watt told the Houston media today. You know what he told him? What? He said, we're 6-0, and and nobody's asked for a victory Monday. Wow. Just that mentality in this team. And so I do not expect a letdown on Sunday. I really don't. Not this team. Not this mentality, especially with J.J. Watt and DeAndre Hopkins going against their former team. It's the but, Chung, Paul. There you okay, go. I'm just telling you, don't okay. worry about the fun. It's well, the Wang Chung, okay? When when Dave Pash brings you on his podcast, you can bring that up. In fact, <laughs> uh, episode 13 is out featuring Suns GM James Jones. It is available now wherever you get your podcasts. The latest updates on the Dave Pash Pod. Follow along on Twitter at Pash Pod. For Jim Omohundro and Cody Fincher, Ron Wolfley, I'm Paul Calvisi. Our special guest, Marcus Golden, tonight. This has been the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford. Number one, Kyler Murray! You've been listening to the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Are you Santan Ford? State Farm. Talk to an agent today at 800-STATE-FARM. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. This has been an exclusive presentation of the Arizona Cardinals Football Club.